0: Welcome to Authentic Voice, the podcast for music and its context. Welcome to Authentic Voice. This is Gerard Young. And oh, I have a, a activist with us today, a musical activist, uh, a friend and person who has been a colleague and student and great community music person, re- personality here um he's a composer and songwriter and um as i said and and you busk don't you yeah
1: yeah there was something in the past that involved a lot of busking that's
0: for sure oh this is cool so there's a story to tell here and i'm gonna let him introduce himself his name is keenan and keenan um can you kind of locate yourself for us you're from around here but what is it you do and what what brings you to this point in your life
1: sure well um yeah, my full name's Keenan Rhymer Watts. So the the Rhymer is the Mennonite, and I grew up. Oh, wow. I grew up Mennonite. Right now, I'm not sure, but in, in the Mennonite <laughs> faith, I um I was surrounded with social activism, uh, and wow. that's something that I learned from my parents. I suppose our Christmases were based around that, and a lot of the social events, you know, and we we uh, were familiar with volunteering at local soup kitchens and stuff like that. Oh, so
0: you grew up like that.
1: Oh, that's I mean, great. I grew up knowing that that was. That was something that my family valued, and now I broadly understand it as a as a Mennonite value. Um,
0: yeah, very very much, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah. I, that kind of has carried over into how I've studied and how I've approached music and how I've approached, um, well, essentially what I'm what I'm doing with my life and where. where <laughs> I, I, see I actually it going. didn't. I didn't
0: know you had a Mennonite bra- background. so yeah. the locating really works, and so it's it's Mennonite background from right here. kitchen waterloo yeah oh that's fantastic yeah should i ask whether it's the if you're russian mennonite yeah russian mennonite but
1: it's not old order mennonite uh, okay wow so
0: we could have another talk about that that. that's
1: a longer conversation
0: that's that's your activism well what about your music that's the mennonite um upbringing is also really musical right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. you grow up you know singing a lot of hymns and all that sort of stuff um so that really carried over into what kind of music I went on to study at Laurier right which is classical music yeah so that spoke to me counterpoint and all that but since then my how i identify as a musician has really broadened to include well, as much as as much as possible musically speaking
0: so so how do you identify yourself as a musician now are you sort of an everything a multi instrumentalist that kind of thing well
1: it's it's just kind of like my hesitancy to identify as Mennonite, I also hesitate uh-huh. to identify as any specific kind of musician. And I feel like being open to as many yeah. different types and um, essentially just opening to, open to learning about other cultures um, is, is where I'm coming from now. So my identi- identity as a musician is you know, very, very broad. So it's say. like a big op-
0: <laughs> a big openness. Well. Yeah. It's like it sounds like a yeah. religious openness as well as a, a musical artistic openness. It sounds like you're in listening mode.
1: Yeah, which I guess really fed into activism. Um, You know, I I used to do a lot of activism fundraising concerts within the classical tradition. But the more you open up to other cultures and other kinds of music, the more you hear other people's experiences through that music. For instance, I took a dive into I'm still involved in the in the folk scene here and and that you learn about Pete Seeger right? And Pete Seeger. Huge, huge. <laughs> it's a huge yeah, a huge activist.
0: And you can't, you almost can't move anywhere for many, many decades in that whole genre of folk music across North America without running into his stuff and running into, yeah, I yeah. mean, and everyone he's connected to. Yeah. And yet in classical music, he never gets a mention, right? In our, in our, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say, our history books and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that we get in classical music, but huge, so I'm glad that's open to you. So, are you singing Seeger songs? Are you running around doing that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was, it was oh. a lot. It was a lot of fun. Now, I'm I'm focusing more on my own songwriting, which is much more geared towards environmental issues. But for a few years, I was learning all sorts of songs by yeah, all sorts of different Pete Seeger being one.
0: Yeah. yeah well, sure. he's he's at the heart of that sort of '60s activism yeah. as well, coming from the labor movement and then into the. Uh, anti-vietnam war all of that and mm-hmm. the civil rights just carrying that straight through mm-hmm. where do you kind of end up on the on the um social activism spectrum you said environmental stuff is your thing
1: yeah uh although when you talk about environmental issues it's really all-encompassing i think of, yeah. of climate change as um the sum of its parts and there are many parts yeah. <laughs> there wow. are many issues so that's i, I suppose if I was focusing on you know, social justice and maybe gender equality uh, or maybe um, environmental racism or, you know, hunger or lack of access to clean water, all right. of these things do end up leading to working on environmental issues. Yeah. They're, they're all so interrelated.
0: So- Can you talk about environmental racism for a second? Because it's not a term that yeah, I know absolutely. that I encounter a lot in my work.
1: Well, I'm certainly I'm certainly privileged enough to have not experienced environmental racism. I mean, I'm a, a straight white male um, who was born in a you know middle yeah. class. So I'm not. I don't feel like my voice is the authentic voice. Right, say, right. But in terms of what I understand of it, it's that environmental degradation occurs predominantly around groups that are um, marginalized essentially wow. and, and yeah. that's predominantly people of color uh, for instance you know, First Nations people in Canada that's yeah. there's still bullet water advisories and you know there, there's still factories and industry being put up in uh, close proximity like unsafe proximity to those communities yeah um, of course the grassy narrows mercury poisoning yeah. is one issue that I've been aware of for a while. Um, yeah, there, there are lots of examples, but
0: there must be thousands of examples, actually, once you get, you get to it. So how do you, how do you focus your energies? Does, and how does music back up to that? Does it help you focus it? Does the music help you focus? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm, I can talk a little bit about composition for a bit, because when I was in the classical, um, when I was in the classical side of things, playing a lot of piano, I more and more got engaged in these issues. And felt like as a composer, I had to speak to them somehow. Wow. But I was speaking to them within the context of the classical music tradition. So I was was trying to incorporate, you know, electronics into my piano songs or something right. like that. Piano pieces, piano compositions. And um, <laughs> and those, and those um, electronics would have to do with environmental issues, such as taking natural disaster footage or taking sections from interviews of people who are talking about natural disasters and their experiences. But I found that that was a limited perspective, given that it was just in the classical music yeah. perspective. And the audience is also of a certain demographic. Um, mm-hmm. So as I've gone into songwriting, which I see as perhaps one of the most universal art forms. Songs are everywhere. Songs are everywhere. Um, That, in terms of focusing my attention, it's really gone the opposite way, and I've tried to incorporate a sense of writing about the problem as a whole instead of focusing on individual
0: sections of individual
1: natural disaster or what an individual has to say in an interview in the electronics. So...
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: In this case, um, the songs have to do with environmental issues, in like the universal sense. You know, what are we doing to the Earth as a whole, and things that are applicable across cultures. Yeah.
0: Are there there? So a lot of what you do, even though we're down to this ten-year mark, that uh, the you know was that really got you going. And, and it's, yeah. it's it's
1: being pushed back. Now. Okay. now, from what I understand, it's at. 15 years So we
0: still make a difference in changing things yeah, yeah. it's being yeah mm-hmm. it's being
1: pushed back it's important to yeah remember
0: so it's as we move towards that though and this is something that really lit a fire of urgency under you mm-hmm. um what are are we still at that awareness stage getting the populace really aware of what's going on i know we are with oceans because people just don't see underneath the surface so even something like you know coral bleaching um that's been a quite an effort to get people to realize what's going on there um but are where are we are we do people i mean we were just in you know don't litter campaigns a few years ago and it's and then now we're in recycling campaigns and and people have a general awareness about that but where are we
1: well, I think that we're at a lot of different places and I think that awareness is an ongoing process. That's something that's important to remember. So
0: increasing awareness and moving in- awareness. Increasing the awareness,
1: right. but as people are born and the younger generation I talk to, they're increasingly aware, but that's not a given. There has right. to be a constant investment in the awareness and education of the younger generation. And there are lots of people that I know who don't have that awareness. And are growing up thinking that we don't need insects or that, or <laughs> that sustainable Whoa. sustainable resources as an idea is, is really stupid. Oh, yeah, my so god! you know, I'm, yeah. I'm meeting, you know, kids who... I, and be, you're just meeting them out
0: on the street, right? And yeah. wherever you're working.
1: So, wow. so, I do think that we're at a point of awareness. Um, but we're also at a point of huge transition where focusing on awareness is not... Not what we need to be doing. We need to right. be focusing on action. Um, you can be as aware of something as you want, but if you don't act on it, um, it's not going to get anywhere.
0: So. so we're at a point in in history, I know, where we really can change things. I mean, it really is a, a turning point, and we we kind of have the know-how. We know we know what to do. Um, how what's your job and as an activist in getting that to turn around to actually I mean because we can do it like the technology exists the it's just a behavior thing mm-hmm. who where do we really is is music a great tool for doing that how, what, what can it do what how can it turn it around
1: yeah I that's been a ongoing question in my mind in terms of justifying spending time on music yeah and answer, it's weird actually. yeah the answer that I've come to is uh, yes, but I think that without questioning it in a really deep sense, um, no, the answer is no, because I think on a, if you approach it in a shallow way, thinking that just by, oh, I, I don't want to, you don't want to belittle, I don't want to if belittle someone it. writes a song, no, it's, it it's, could it's make a real difference. All right? It's all good. It's all good. But at least I'll speak for myself. Um, the only way I've been able to justify it as a yes is through a lot of thinking and A really pointed direction and where I'm taking music and what I'm doing with it
0: cool and so
1: that's led me to say no to certain kinds of musical opportunities Uh, and it's it's really led me to focus in on just how music speaks to this one issue and I, I think I think that it has a lot of potential um you know as people say music speaks to the heart right yeah and um and so I think we need to make environmental issues and emotional issue and that's where music has power to do that if it's not emotional or personal people don't feel compelled to act
0: you're you're working a lot in these sort of uh, folk mediums now which you're great at and i heard a song the other day and i'm hoping that you will send us a clip so that we can put it on this podcast yep. um i'm happy to put it on there so i think the uh the listeners would love it mm. um you know the environmental movement in the seventies was huge. And it was also backed up against this sort of, there was a real attachment or growth out of the folk movement. And there were all kinds of environment, environmental songs, back to the earth movements. I mean, then communes were still around, like people Mm. who were living close to the earth. It's kind of when earth ships were kind of experimented with and all these alternative building materials. Um, I guess, I, I guess I'm saying we did it for a decade. And it didn't stick. And now we're in this bigger mess. So, what's different this time around? Risk. Okay.
1: Risk is um, the thing that people respond to primarily in terms of mobilizing and taking action on a massive oh. scale. And if the risk is not immediately felt, then, or the danger. Or right. Whatever, right. Then it is. Less likely that they'll act. And in the 70s, I mean, of course, the issues were ongoing, but that's that's one of the hardest things about environmental issues, is that risk isn't felt very strongly, even though you're losing species and natural habitats. It's it's it's, it's an abstraction. For people. It's an abstraction, yeah. right? Especially when you're not seeing it firsthand.
0: Yeah. So I've yeah, had absolutely. I've had the
1: privilege to travel and see a lot of um, very degraded environments that are, I'd say, dystopic and so but i I recognize not everyone has that opportunity and so
0: can you can you bring that to them through your songs guess i guess that's
1: i guess that's the hope Um, yeah you know one of the things that i focus on is you know the personal relationship i believe everyone has to to the environment and, Mm. and encouraging people to reflect on that no matter what it is i mean kids are still seeing trees and you're still eating even though in some areas of the world, people are starting to believe that fish comes from styrofoam. Yeah. It's still a, you know, I think that there's still fish so we can ponder on these things. You so know?
0: we still have, there's still a chance yeah. to to create that emotional connection. Yeah. That is cool. And the, and the reason that people that is
1: different now is that there is a very strong risk and that there's a timeline. And the timeline is um, from what I understand about 15 years, although to be completely honest when you say a figure like that it's important to remember no one knows yeah. it's such it's such a
0: it's a complex system man. and it can I'm, it can go beyond and it some people do think we're beyond the point of, yeah. of return it's certainly returning to any kind of uh, more idealized type of balance but at least we're not looking at uh extinction at this point who knows though you're right the last part of the this podcast is um Well, it's going to be listened to by um, Music 100 students and people who want to make music a big part of their lives. In your case, probably social activists or people who are curious about that. Mm. Um, So what advice do you have for them as they're moving on in their musical lives, keeping in mind they might have a whole lifetime of this ahead of them?
1: I'd say the most important thing is just to deeply question what you do and that is maybe not like everything like everything wow yeah, yeah I,
0: very thoughtful I, well yeah. i
1: think that actions are you know the ramifications of certain actions are are global mm. now now more than ever before but i think that's always been the case and um i think it's very very important that you question every, every one of your actions honestly yeah, it's it's really tiring but and, and that will that will lead you to figure out what your values are and that will lead you to find out where you feel you best fit in the very complicated mess that is the world
0: so in order to do it you really need a contemplative side is what it sounds like but you need to reflect otherwise you just if you're doing action without reflection you're probably just running in a circle or yeah. doing craziness
1: yeah, yeah yeah wow absolutely yeah wow. You, you need to that, that should be primary think before you act or speak or right you know? and then
0: after afterwards too yeah like look at what yeah. look at what happened yeah. so that contemplation side is, is huge well, a... I,
1: I am still very impulsive yesterday i put my tongue on frozen ice and that <laughs> really hurt I, why just because i had never done
0: it <laughs> <laughs> i was like there's That's the mess, ice man
1: <laughs> and, and, it, and i put it on and then tore it off and then i fled for a while and learned yeah never do that again never or that again. only when
0: you want pain yeah you know oh, wow so
1: i'm not wow. the perfect example by is <laughs> someone who thinks <laughs> before they do something but uh <laughs> yeah i'd say by and large
0: definitely cool think that's great advice you can question what you do good good you want to play this cool thing with me and, then, and then sign us out this. you can say this is an authentic voice podcast mm-hmm.
1: Has been an authentic voice podcast. Ooh,
0: bravo! Well, good job. (laughs) Hey, that was awesome. This has been an authentic voice podcast.